Welcome to Working Dog Radio, broadcasting the bite. Hey guys, Ted and I make no secret about the fact that we love Dogtra. We've been using Dogtra products for years, even long before they became a sponsor of ours. We believe in what they do. So they're offering a discount code. You go to the website, any unit, $200 or more, put in the discount code WDR10. That's WDR10. They're going to give you 10% off that item. Go check it out, please. Dogtra, we believe in them. We'd like to thank Highland Canine Training LLC, one of the most diversified dog training companies in the world. They can help your agency start a new canine program or hone your existing skills if you're an experienced handler. Check them out at tacticalpolicecaninetraining.com. That's the letter K, the number nine. Tell them you heard it here. Everybody be sure to head over to blue-9, that's the number, .com, and check out the new sponsors of the podcast, Blue 9 Products. They make the climb, which Eric and I are both using. It's, it's awesome for teaching place commands and generalizations for training. It's movable, UV resistant, holds 500 pounds, only weighs 14 pounds by itself, made in the U.S. Check them out, blue-9.com. All right, guys, we're back with another episode of Working Dog Radio, broadcasting the bite, this time from HITS 2018, Washington, D.C. We are uh, here for the conference this week, doing a ton of live interviews. You probably guys saw us by the time this comes out. It should be like the 23rd of the month. We've, we've been here and gone. Um, Ted and I have got to meet a ton of people. It's been a great time. Ted, what do, what, do, what do you think so far? Man, it's been super busy, and there's been a ton of people here. Um, lots of great presenters, lots of great uh, vendors. Uh, I was actually shocked at the amount of new material that Ted and um, Jeff have been able to um, produce. So it's not, I mean, it's the same guys that you're used to seeing, but it's new content. And it's kind of one of the things that HITS is really good about is moving it around the country. Like next year, they're going to be in Chicago. And last year, they were in San Francisco. And the year before that, they were in Dallas. So they move it around, and they rotate instructors too. And as they rotate instructors, they also rotate content. So it's really good so you're not, if you come back to back, if you see the same guy, it won't be the same stuff, which has been uh, a really, really good thing in terms of getting a good base of knowledge out for the rest of the canine industry. So I, I'm stoked with it. I'm, we'll be back. We'll be in Chicago next year for sure. Yep, Chicago 2019. So um, we're, we've had a few people that we've wanted to interview for, for the podcast, not so much on the live stuff, but uh, on the podcast. And um, one of those people is with us here today, Kenny Licklater from Von Lick Kennels. Kenny, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. So um, everybody in the industry knows who you are, right? So they don't know. A lot of people don't realize that um, somebody had to invent everything. Right, so yeah. <laughs> so the the boxes. So example, I use boxes as my as my imprinting way to do it, and I make no bones about it that I stole it from a guy who stole it from you. Yeah, I think I do it better than some folks do. However, I didn't invent it, and I tell everybody, Kenny Licklider invented this and invented the stair and a lot of different things. I invented the stair. That's mine. The boxes aren't. Oh, but even better. The, the variation that I do mm-hmm. is ours. I got the boxes from my background in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, it was used in the military back in the 70s. But the way they did it, when I got out and had my own business, I had to modify it because, you know, it, it, there were things that 
that needed to be changed. So right. what we're what everybody's doing now is mine, but I didn't invent the boxes. Oh, yeah. see, even better. We learned something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to take credit for something I didn't do. Yeah. Right. So, how are things in Denver, Indiana? I know <laughs> even since the TV show that you had, your your properties expanded. What you own? How? You, I don't think you had the the hotel or part of the airport no. or all that. No. So so the bar. The bar, the bar was there partially, I think, from the TV show, but well, but we, now it's a whole. You're, it's a big juggernaut there. Oh, now. it's huge! Six hundred acres. Um, we've got our own restaurant, our own bar, our own hotel, and what we've done is we try to make it for the for the, for the people that come in to buy dogs and the people that come in to go to school. Mm-hmm. You know, we want them comfortable because we work the hell out of them. Um, but yeah, it's a huge compound. We've got our own planes, trains. We'd be, we've got Grissom Air Force Base that we can mm-hmm. use. Uh, the one thing about our place is if you come there, you're going to get worked and you're going to get experience in, in the areas you need experience. Right. So do you ever, are there ever any nights you sit back and go, and I wish I had six kennels again? I pinch myself every day because I remember I retired in 93 with a one and a two-year-old, no job, no nothing. And I, I said, okay, we're going to start a kennel. And I started it in my living room, and my garage was my, my kennel. Mm-hmm. Now we've got kennels in California, Indiana, Holland, and affiliates in Turkey, South Africa, and, and Brazil. But, yes, sometimes I sit and go, <laughs> it was a lot easier when it was just me and maybe me and Danny. And, and, uh, but people think that because you grow... You lose quality. That's not the truth. In fact, I, I think we've gained quality because back then I had to do everything. Mm-hmm. I had to do everything. I had to build, teach, import, train, you know, everything. Now we have people in charge of the different lanes, and they're good people. And all I have to do is sit back and make sure it doesn't fall apart. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like my, that sounds like my job. Like we have a two-person kennel, right? So yeah. I've got myself and my partner. And that's what everybody's like. Oh man, you can play with dogs all day. Fuck! It's like that's what you think I do. Like I'm cleaning shit. I'm cleaning kennels. I'm running the leash. I'm teaching the handler schools. Yeah. I'm talking to administrators. Yeah. We're doing dog sales. We're doing the importing, and then you know everything. We have to do everything, yeah. and um, include keeping it from falling apart. So <laughs> you know, we talked to Heiser too from Southern Coast, and really? he kind of said the same thing. He's like, man, I remember back in the day when all I had was like, you know, 10 kennels or whatever it was, and I never intended to be sitting here, you know, with this facility at Southern Coast. And I'm like, yeah, so what's it like? He goes, you know, sometimes it's not bad, sometimes it sucks. <laughs> so I, I, I can't sympathize, but at least I can empathize with that. <laughs> Don't you hate it when people say, you're so lucky you work for yourself? Yeah. We yeah, work for everybody. Just, right. Yeah. You know, we work for everybody's our boss. Right. Yeah. So when you opened the kennel in, in Holland... Is that one of the things that's kept you uh, keeping good quality with the large amount of dogs that you're bringing in? Had to do it. Yeah. You know, before we were buying from vendors. And vendors, they're just out to sell. Mm-hmm. So we were getting dogs that weren't the right dogs. You know, everybody goes through that. and th- th- Our customers were blaming us. So I said, enough is enough. Yeah. I spent the money. I bought. We're the only ones that own our own kennel in Europe. Mm-hmm. And we go directly to the clubs now. We go directly yeah. to the, the different countries. And the quality of the dog is, is amazing. You come to my place, I'll guarantee you, it's not whether you can find a dog, it's deciding which one you want to take home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet. It probably could be, for a new person, a little overwhelming. I'm sure you're but there to help. Yeah. We, if they come, we, we have interviews. We talk with them way before they get there. And we know what they're looking for. So we'll break it down. 
we keep 300 to 500 dogs at a time. We're not going to make them right, yeah. weed through all of that. So we'll bring it down to something manageable, 5, 10, mm-hmm. and then we, we let them go. Because they, we, I don't believe in us telling them what they want. Every trainer... You know, picks his own animal. Yeah, yeah. I don't get involved in that. I used to when I was younger. I, I don't anymore because yeah. it's not me training the dog. Right. Yeah. Do you uh, do you ever get a chance to sit back and grab a leash anymore? Or is it just I have, too much? I just finished a dog last week. I'm 60 years old on Tuesday, <laughs> and I still train uh, dogs all the time. That's right. amazing. Marsoc awesome. dogs, special forces dogs. I yeah. I, when I can't handle a leash, then that's when I retire. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be your comfort zone. Yes. You know, when things are getting a little heavy, give me a fucking dog. Give me yes. a leash, and we're gonna go. We're yes. gonna we're gonna go work uh, four four box room and yeah. and have fun with it. Yeah, that's yeah. usually what I do. I mean, when it when, it, when it gets weird, I'm like, mm, I'm gonna get my personal dog out. I'm just gonna go do easy shit. Yep. I'm gonna go let him run odor. I'm yep. gonna go let him do obedience. And if I got Josh around, my intern, I'm like, you wanna do a bite, buddy? He's like, oh yeah, it's time to bite. It's time to bite. But <laughs> when I do, you know, I mean, that's why. I do what I do, and that's why we started this, and that's why you're here, too. I mean, it's because what's what we love to do. Now, running the business side of it is the, like, we have to. I mean, that or I have to get a real job. So. You have to do it, yeah. <laughs> the, the one different thing in this industry than others is we get to work with, uh, I work with all police uh, handlers. I'm I, not big enough to have any military contracts. You have worked with lots of military branches. You at, You get to work with people that are doing great Actually things doing it. Yeah. Yeah. and saving their lives yes. every day. Yes. It, I got goosebumps right. from what you just said. Every six-month deployment that a special operation guy does, the, the dog that he got from you saved countless people yes. you know, doing their thing. Um, so we'll go back to, let's go back to 9-11. Yeah. What did 9-11 do to Vonlet County? 9-11, not just Von Kittles, but I think to the, our entire industry changed it dramatically. I, I, I say there's several points in my career, in my life, uh, renaissance points, things that changed. Vietnam ending changed. Um, 9-11. Right before 9-11, we were losing our bomb dogs. The civilians were losing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the military, they, they weren't, it wasn't that high a priority. When 9-11 happened, that day I got thousands of phone calls. I had people showing up. Um, everybody now wanted to be a bomb dog handler. Mm-hmm. And, and it really, really put us up here. Uh, caused some problems. Because prior to 9-11, we didn't have many bomb dogs. So the drug dog trainers trained the bomb dogs. Mm. Nothing wrong with that. Right. right. Except for the imprintation part. They were imprinting the bomb dogs the same as the drug dogs. That's throwing tubes right. and the dog yeah. picking it up and then they're fighting them for it. Yeah. That dog's going to bring you a bomb, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> then so, that's why people are like, oh, why don't you play fetch with dogs? I'm like, I want to pick and shit up. Yeah. <laughs> I, and you know, they're still doing it. Wow. They're still oh, yeah. doing it. And, 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 it's, and, I, and I, don't, I don't argue with many people, but I try to tell them, look, if you don't understand the law of primacy, if you don't understand what you teach these guys first, sticks in their heads, and you start throwing C4 and having them come back and you fight them for it, you have imprinted that into their brain. Whether you try to fix it later. So 9-11 was wonderful. It, dogs, dogs went through the roof. And the war, the war is a horrible thing. But we learned so much. The dogs did so much. They saved so many lives. Everybody now. And the report the Army did. Do you realize the Army did a study through that whole war 
to find to, to, to decide what was the best explosive detected you know machine or whatever. The dog won, and they 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 reported it, printed it. Now everybody, the bomb dogs went like this. So 9/11, horrible event. The mm-hmm. war, horrible event. But for our career field, it showed our importance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, were you keeping um, back then? Before that, did you have a lot of the floppier dogs? Or were you doing? Was it still mostly? You guys had mostly shepherds and mouths, or even be, even be, pre nine eleven. We will train anything that wants to be trained. Yeah. And with with I can house up to six hundred dogs on, on, in my facility. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a whole area just for floppy ears because oh. we'd still back then everybody thought the Labrador was the only thing that could could do drug work. You know, we yeah. still had that. I got yeah. calls saying that. So yeah, we we did floppy ears. We've done them from the beginning. Small breeds, mm-hmm. pit bulls, pit bulls. We can't sell one in the states, but it was one of our most popular dogs in Afghanistan and Iraq. Wow. Their noses are amazing. Oh, yeah. Their work ethic is amazing. That dog right there is the best dog I ever owned. Um, so, yeah, we'll train anything. Yeah. That's great. Have uh, Have they tried, have you tried to do the, going to the shelters and looking for dogs? I, I've tried it, and I've, I just haven't had much success. Can't do it. I, I actually hired a guy, paid him. That's all, that, that was his job. Didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't work. Oh. You know, and in Europe, people say, why don't I do puppies? Well, it's not cost effective. Mm-hmm. It's a crapshoot. I could go to Europe and buy a, you know, what we buy a year mm-hmm. old, a three year old dog, spend a couple grand, and have him trained and out in no time. Um, and I'm not a good puppy person because we deal with the big dogs so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. a skill set for sure. sure. And on top of that, you know, I mean, the Europeans have such a, a rich culture of raising good puppies, which yeah. is why they're so fucking good at it, which yeah. is why we let them do it. And, you know, we don't have that in the United States, at least that culture anyway. And there are a few breeders. We've had one on the podcast, Kendall, um, who does a fantastic job breeding and raising puppies. But, you know, by and large... I think, and, and even then, you know, you get people that have rock star dogs and they breed them and the puppies start out great, but they're not raised correctly, mm-hmm. you know, and then they miss such a fundamental portion of that time that by the time you get them as green yeah. dogs, as trainers, we spend the first couple of months fucking around with them and trying to fix shit that shouldn't even have been wrong in the first place. And that'll come out. Yeah. You, tr- you can't sell that dog because as soon no. as he shows, uh, uh, you know, slick floor problems exactly. or noise problems, they're not going to touch them. Right. So you might as well go to Europe, test them. And, and, and even if those people in Europe can't finish a dog to the way that we want it, they at least know what the base level has to be for those dogs to be successful. Right there. Which is, I wish we had that in the U.S. Nothing would make me happier than never having to send money to the, Euro- the European Union ever again. But yeah. it is what it is. So <laughs> you, know, you know that company, BASF? Uh-huh. I think that's what Americans are. We didn't invent any of this stuff. You know, the Germans and the Dutch mm-hmm. and all them. But we've passed them. Don't don't kid yourself. I, I've oh, got yeah. Germans, Dutch, Hungarian. Uh, Denmark is there right now. Mm. They're all coming to us to learn our detection methods. They they they're good at the, the bite yeah. work and the raising yeah. the puppy. They don't know squat about detection, so they're coming to America to learn how to do it to improve their programs. I tell them all the time too because I you know I have some friends that are there and they're like, well in Holland, I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you guys do. Right. I'm not there. This is where we're at. This is how we do it. And this is what we need them to do. Yep. So unless you can do it, do it. If not, then just give me the fucking dog and be done with it. Yep. And you know yep. they're like, well in Holland, I do it this way. I'm like, I don't care. Like I'm not, I don't, you know, I've been there. Yeah, it's great. But and they're too hard on their dogs, aren't they? 
Uh, I think they're too hard. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're 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 their first they're, command is boom. They're a little heavy-handed. Yeah. There, are some dogs, <laughs> right. I mean, there are some dogs when you buy them from them, they are about one hard correction from eating you. Yes. Because they're like, I got one. Uh, right I'm, yeah. done with this. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. <laughs> and, you don't, right and you don't sound like a Dutch guy. <laughs> right. Oh, I've yeah. got, we get several, and we can, but the beauty of ours, we can send them back. Yeah. Because the old days, when I first started, we had dogs that would eat us. And we, there were handlers out there that would, we could sell them to. Can't do it anymore. Right. Can't do it anymore. No. Your, your next thing is, and because the, the, my biggest irritation with importing dogs is, is the cost of shipping. Oh, yeah. When yeah. is Licklider Airlines coming? Seriously. We have looked into <laughs> combining all of us and getting some kind of a shipping system. But the airlines is my second largest problem. And it's, they change the rules daily. We took a group of dogs down there two weeks ago. They accepted them put them on the plane and then called us back and kicked us off because the food bowls weren't in the exact right position you know it's a three-hour drive it's a big operation to get there it's a pain in the ass yeah yeah i find it to be very subjective sure it is and the guy who's working if if he just doesn't like yeah yeah yeah, i had a whole big ordeal at an airline where the, the the two ladies and the guy working the counter didn't believe in shipping dogs they thought it was cruel and the the guy actually went in and deleted my reservation out of the thing. We had a whole big, huge, huge ordeal over it. They called the police. It was we're a whole trying whole to help. We're the largest bomb dog provider in the world. You'd think that they could identify the guys mm-hmm. that are doing the work and give us a sprout, right. but they don't. Yeah, they just don't. There was some interesting things going on right now. Um, there's a company called Equine something or other that flies horses. Horses, right? And so. I kind of thought, shit, if you think it's expensive to ship a dog, I can't even imagine to ship a fucking horse. So they're looking into actually doing some stuff, but I don't think it'll be at least a lot easier, I would imagine. But there's a couple of people that are looking into kind of adding a dog like crate section to those planes because they use those big-ass like cargo planes. Right. And, and, you know, I kind of told them, you know, look, man, I mean, you're going to fill up with one horse or you can fill up, you know, 12 or 15 kennels in the same bay sure. and just divide whatever it costs to ship the horse by by 15 and then fill it up. Yeah. And, I mean, at that point, I mean, you should be. And you know, We need to get together. <laughs> one of the things I've tried, this, this alliance that we formed, one of the things that I think is, why are we fighting? You know, we should get together. Yeah. We should bid things together. We should do things. And, and, and there's enough business out there. There's oh, yeah. enough stuff out there. But they, 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 they separate us, and then we're not as strong. You know, I, I believe in synergy. I believe in putting people together. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I could get enough guys to go together and we get a plane and we do it. And the other thing is we order at different times. Yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah. we could do one a month. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. my, my voice keeps cracking. Right. We could do one a month and save a ton of money. But you just can't get everybody together. Right. They, I, I think they, they're not... Most guys will be afraid of the cost rather than the big picture. Right. I would, yeah. I would right. think it would be a thing. Right. So speaking of, like, big picture and cost, you, we all know, everybody in the industry knows you have a lot of big military contracts, government contracts of all kinds. Um, everybody I talk to that has those contracts talk about what a pain in the ass the Nort test is. Oh. Cans. How many fucking cans do you own, Kane? <laughs> Thousands. I mean, you had to... I, I was told, I don't know if this is true, that you had Jeez. you bought like a warehouse just for Nort. Yeah. Just to test that. Yes, stuff. I did. Well, you know what? As a businessman, you understand, you got to satisfy the customer. And the big customer was, you know, uh, the, using the Nort yeah, test. Yeah. 
the Nord test, it's a game. It's, it, you, you teach the dog to do it. To mm-hmm. me, that's wrong. Right. You know, you, you can teach an idiot. Or you can teach a no-drive, useless dog to do that test. But then he's got to go out and do his work. I think we could be a lot smarter. My big, my big thing I talk about all the time, certifications. Certifications mm-hmm. are too, too tough in this country. You know, a certification is simply to see if the dog knows odor and the handler can recognize it. But we make it all this out of this world, cans, boxes, uh, they got to find everything. Mm. We need to quit that and come up with a way to evaluate the dogs when they're working, you know, and be honest about it. But, you know, that that test going into, you know, that you're talking about at CVC, Mm. you you tell these guys you're going to make all this money, but you got to go there, and if you miss one hide, you're done. It's done. What would that do to us? Oh, yeah. What would that do to anybody? It stresses people out for sure. Yeah. So the can thing, it's it's teachable. We we, we got it to where it was automatic. Mm. But then they go down there, and they tell them, "You miss one today, you've lost your job." I can't fix that. That guy's, you know, you know what happens. Oh yeah. 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 And he does something stupid. He's the best. We've had him to say, "That's the best team I've ever seen," and then fail him. It's no secret that Eric and I are both professional trainers, meaning that we go through a lot of toys teaching dogs to find drugs, bombs, bugs, whatever. The problem always is durability or safety. When we get a dog that's a super hard biter and a chewer, we got to go with a harder toy, which tears up their teeth. Or we get a dog that goes with a softer toy, and we always have an issue with durability or safety, having them chew it up and swallow it. I think a good solution to that is check out the guys from USA-K9.com. USA Canine uses a natural rubber, which is much safer and environmentally friendly. Plus, they're also USA made and they're restringable, which is a huge deal for me since we use Dutch boxes. For every purchase you guys make using the discount code K9PRO, that's the letter K, the number 9, P-R-O, they're going to donate 10% of that sale so that we can give away some toys to deployed MWD teams across the world. Hit them up, USA-K9.com. Use the discount code, the letter K, the number 9-P-R-O. That's K9-PRO. Proven canine training, proven results, providing scenario-based training for law enforcement based on years of law enforcement and military service. Creating dogs for scent detection, tracking, patrol, and obedience. National certifying official for all aspects of canine and canine-related work. Watch for seminars across the country, near your locations in Northeast New Mexico and Amarillo, Texas. Find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Proven Canine Training, the letter K, the number 9, or at www.provendogtraining.com or give JJ a call at 417 844-5816. Hey guys, Ted and I make no secret about the fact that we love Dogtra. We've been using Dogtra products for years, even long before they became a sponsor of ours. We believe in what they do. So they're offering a discount code. You go to the website, any unit, $200 or more, put in the discount code WDR10. That's WDR10. They're going to give you 10% off that item. Go check it out, please. Dogtra, we believe in them. I want everyone to head over to Blue9Products, that's blue-9.com, and check out the Climb. Eric and I have both been using them. I personally use it to teach place commands and a couple of other behaviors. It's basically a product that weighs 14 pounds. It's UV stabilized, made in the United States. It'll hold 500 pounds by itself, so you can put ponies on it if you want. You can link them together to make larger ones, but it's great for training generalizations and teaching a place command. I also use it for sport dogs to teach directionals and to teach sends or sendaways. 
and it works perfect too for fend-offs. In fact, my decoy at the kennel has been using it with the law enforcement dogs to fend them off to make them go low. Check them out, blue-9.com. Head over there, use the discount code WORKINGDOG20, the number two, zero. Save 20 bucks off your purchase of a climb. The offer expires October 31st of 2018. So if you're listening to this after that, head over there anyway and keep a head out and make sure that we'd be able to update these down the road. Southern Coast Canine has been providing better training, better results, and better dogs for over 25 years. Led by Bill Heiser and known for their excellent high-drive, dual-purpose, and detection dogs and outstanding customer service, they have what you need and what you're looking for. Call 877-903-DOGS, D-O-G-S, and speak with Bill to discuss your canine needs today or visit Southern Coast Canine, the letter K, the number 9.com. That's southerncoastcanine.com, and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Regularly. Now, how can you do that? My uh, my partner kind of has a, his whole feeling thing on that, too, and that, you know, they do those certifications so that people don't know what the fuck they're looking at have a way to evaluate something that they should know what they're looking at. And, you know, when he says it that way, of course, he's an old 7 Special Forces Green Beret, and, you know, he's Mr. fucking Zen all the time. And so he always has these one-liners, and it's perfect. And I sit back, and I'm like, fuck, that must be what it's like to get old. Like, you get cynical. <laughs> or knowledge just comes out one sentence at a time, and every time he says something, I'm like, fuck, Scott. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. But, yeah, no, I mean, compl- and that's one thing we're always talking about. And, you know, there's like a false equivalency between certification and a deployable standard. And when I think a lot of times people are like, oh, well, they're certified. I'm like, well, certification doesn't mean you can do your job. Not even right. well. Not even effectively. Who's just 100%? You can do it. Nobody. But that's yeah. what they're making them well, do. Yeah. Don't. Who's perfect? <laughs> I, I, it's ridiculous. Uh, I think we need to change certification standards. Um, make it easier. Make it, you know, right here, you know, someplace that the dog, you know. Why would, I've seen guys put them in a the ceiling. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That guy needs to be slapped. Yeah, there are, there are evaluators in certain, uh, certain national organizations that think it's funny yes. to fail people. Yes. Right. So they'll go down to an out-of-state, and they'll show up, and they'll fail every single guy. Every guy, really. Every fucking dog guy. It, you failed them all. Yeah. And, and That means your test is bad. Yeah. Well, and, and you put in the ceiling and things yeah. like that. And we, uh, we did an interview with a um, uh, guy, Search and Rescue, with a FEMA dog. And he was telling, me the, we, telling us the FEMA certification standards. Holy shit, the stuff those guys got to go through for the FEMA dog. I mean, it... I hope you do it for a full as a full time job because the training to get ready to take the FEMA test sounds insane. To me. Yeah, with the rubble piles and all that, all that other stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I was military for a long time. You know that. Mm-hmm. And I was involved in testing of dogs, and then I've got out of, and I'm doing like uh, we we did a job for the Navy. The Navy didn't want us, and they did everything they could to fail us. And it was so obvious, and what it's such a waste of money and time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then they would say, "Well, our handlers do that." No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> don't you lie to me? They don't. No, come on, I was one forever. If the guys have a little bit of trouble, you'll take him around the shed, tune him up, get him back out on the line. We got to get these dogs out there. And to think that they got to be a hundred percent ludicrous. It's right. ego. It's bullshit. So, what um, with all your success in, in the, the juggernaut that the business has become, do you get to enjoy your life? You get to. Do you have? I play with dogs. And I, get I get paid. that, but I mean, <laughs> I, I know. I know. Touché. From back in the day, you used to ride Harleys a lot. Is that still a thing? Yes. Do you have a pastime? I just bought a new one. Did you? I haven't yeah. ridden it yet. We're yeah. going to ride it to the Olympics. Nice. I oh, couldn't nice. ride it because of my health. Right. But, uh, 
No, no. You know what? Look, look, look at this. I wouldn't come to a hotel like this. Right. <laughs> True. You know. So the things we get to do. I get. I'm going to Brazil. I go to Brazil every year to to, to teach, and we've started a South American Working Dog Association, like we have the oh, okay. you know, the one here. Oh, uh, you know what I do, and the people I hang out with. We're all cool. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're outdoorsy people. We're right. fun people. We love dogs. So no, I don't. I haven't missed a. I haven't yeah. missed any of my life. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the Olympics uh, coming up. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we have a mutual friend, Dave Blosser, yep. that uh, I've done yeah, a lot yeah. of training with. We've gotten dogs from Dave. He, um, him and I were about an hour and 20 minutes from each other. Right. So we spent a lot of time together. And he went back I think last year. He's coming this year. Right. And he does a live streaming. I like to watch. He, he likes to f- the uh, hard dog fast dog. It's the most useless event that we have, <laughs> yeah. but it's the most popular. Of course. And we do it to just relax and let people see. And a lot of the community comes for that mm-hmm. because it's a train wreck. That's right. all it is. Right, yeah. right, yeah. It is fun to watch. I mean, sure that's it is. The, yeah, we, we usually call that the early retirement exercise yeah. for dogs. <laughs> see, or for uh, decoys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get fucking nuked. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's not for the young guys decoying. No. Get to, or the old guys. The old guys. Get, to, get those young guys out there. Yeah. So it's funny because um, – where you guys are at, Denver, Indiana. No one ever heard of Denver. No, Indiana. never. No. But you're for those of you guys that are listening to this that are uh, want to be in the business, want to be dog trainers, and you live in BFE. It doesn't really matter. No, train a good dog, be a good person. And I wasn't going to stay in Indiana. I got sent there out of Korea in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. I've been there 35 years. The people are wonderful. The land is, is affordable. I'm right there in the middle of St. Louis, Chicago, Detroit, Cincinnati, Toledo. So I found out it was, it was the best place in the world. And, hmm. I, and I bought 600 acres for what you couldn't buy five. You know, I'm yeah. exaggerating a little bit, but it's just a, it turned out to be a great place. Yeah. yeah. You've uh, How many employees you guys have now there? How many employees? Yes. The kennels? Yeah. Well, we used to have two more, but. I'm going to kiss you. Uh-oh. I'm not giving you a high We're on the radio. That's okay. You no, can kiss him on the radio. It's fine. Nobody's going to see it. Well, that's actually not true. But I, I don't know. <laughs> how, many, how many employees? At, at the main branch, up to 50. Mm-hmm. In California, up to 10. But that's going to grow. Uh, we just got to get through all the permits. What a, what a scam California oh, is. Oh, yeah. And then in Holland, we've got probably 20. And then... Uh, Brazil and all those guys, they don't actually work for me, but they do. Right. Um, so we, you know, and then when we were working overseas, when we have an overseas contract, I've had as many as 500. Wow. Yeah. How many, how many people do you think you have um, fostered, so to speak, as that are now out in their own business that came with you for a while? That's the biggest problem. <laughs> and, you know, that, that one that, that just walked away. Yeah. He, I, I raised him, and, uh, and he left me for a big company for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, but every trainer at, at, at the Big Green mm-hmm. were my guys. Yeah. Um, every trainer, <sighs> Jeff Franklin, Cobra mm-hmm. uh Blosser, all yeah. these guys. But I don't, I don't begrudge them. Um, it's a natural instinct. If you're good, you wanna, you wanna move up. And mm-hmm. there's only so many positions, you know, in, right. in one yeah. business. So I lose a lot, and <laughs> it hurts. I don't like it. Yeah, a lot of turnover. And a lot of tur- uh, well, turnover for the really good ones. That's the right. sad part. Yeah. Because people, people poach them, and I understand why. 
Yeah. That guy that just left right here, one of the best at that CDC thing that mm-hmm. there is. And they, big company, stole him just so they <laughs> could be successful. At that same thing. Yeah. They, uh, we also tell people, if you want to be in this industry, and you, know, you want to go to work at Von Lick or you want to go to work at, at uh, Torchlight or anywhere, you got to put in the work doing the menial shit. Yes. Shit, literally. Everybody shit. should work at a kennel, shouldn't they? Yeah. Everybody. Uh, we, we can keep up to about five, 600 dogs. When you work in there and you got the balls to go in and out of those kennels daily and do all that, that's being a dog handler. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Today's day, if I find a guy that, that can do the training, I got to pull him out and put him where, where that yeah, where it's is. Useful, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, it, that we talked to a lot of guys that have gotten into, um, you know, into the industry. They didn't really know much, or they they just went to a place and they let them intern and yeah. they go out. And One I dog, and you're an expert now. Right. Oh yeah. There's a lot of that a lot kills of, me. There's a lot of handlers that come out of law enforcement or the military and handled one dog, and come out and want to be in the business um we it's funny because we interviewed a guy eric innes who was a uh a ranger handler he said i came out and realized fuck i actually and he handled dogs a couple tours overseas he comes out and goes i actually didn't know how to train dogs no, i was just a handler that yeah so yeah. he started yeah. he started going uh and cleaning kennels over at jeff franklin's place did he yep started yeah. cleaning kennels good Shit he did in the military, you know. You learn a lot cleaning, cleaning those yeah. kids. Oh, yeah. You learn how to survive. Yeah, exactly. Moving dogs in and out. Yeah. Uh, when we talked to Mike Ritland with his Warrior Dog Foundation, he says the dogs he was getting over there, he he learned a lot about teaching dogs because of um, not getting killed by the dogs that were in his kennel. Absolutely. And, and how, to, how to manage those dogs. I used to have to. In the old, in the, I, I hate to sound like Daniel Boone, but mm. in, in, the, in, in, in the beginning, I would literally have to climb up on top of the kennel and noose some of the dogs. Oh, I've been there, done that, out. like last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Still, We still trained them, and we still found a handle for them. You can't do that now. Yeah. You can't even do it. You can't do it. You don't want to do it because you'll end up getting back worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so let's talk real quick about your core guys, the guys that have been with you forever. I see uh, Danny. Danny. Is it? Danny's Amazing. here. Um, that's a large individual. Large individual. A big old ex, boy. Ex, Ex-policeman, rode with the biker gangs undercover, um, came through my school, instant instant knew I, I, I like this guy. Um, and the other one, Bobby, same mm-hmm. thing. I, I recruit. I won't hire you cold unless I'm, I'm desperate. I want you to be a guy that I know, that I've worked with, that know me, because I, I can be pretty hard. You know, we we got to get shit done. These two guys, uh, you know, I'm just recovering from cancer. Mm-hmm. Without them, I don't know what I would have done, because they they took care of they they take care of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I really don't have to be there. I'm there because I want to be there. Right. And uh, you got to have those core people. You've got to have when you got a bigger operation, you can't do it yourself. It's impossible. If you think you can, you're an idiot. So I know I can't. I delegate, and I'm not a micromanager. So they do what they do, and I'm just there for support. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't tell me enough. You yeah, know, right. But yeah, of course. If I get on them, it's about that. I said, look, you know, you, you're going to handle it, but at least tell the guy that's going to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> my, my bosses always tell me, uh, my bosses, just don't let me be surprised. Right, right. Uh, uh, fill me some in, whatever guys, it is. Some guys don't like that, though. Yeah. They think telling you is a sign of weakness. No, it's, I believe in synergy. I believe we're stronger right here, the three mm-hmm. of us, than if we were one one at a time. So, yeah, but without my 
core guys, and there's more than that. My yeah. son works for me. My mm-hmm. daughter works for me. My, uh, without those kind of people, um, I got a guy from Puerto Rico that I stole. One of the best people you've ever met. Um, one of the best trainers, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, I, what, I've, what I've told them all is now I put a chit in their forehead, so if they try to leave me, I'll blow their head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice little, little button. Yeah. Little button. Fucking Manchurian you try to leave, I'm going to blow your ass up. A <laughs> uh, couple more things real quick. You talked about Brazil. How, how big has South America gotten in dogs? I, I see a lot of people going down there and training those folks down there. Huge, huge continent, mm-hmm. huge countries. I got sent down there to train for the Olympics 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I trained their military dogs, and it was horrible. They didn't have a clue. You know, it's a poor mm-hmm. country. They couldn't buy dogs. They had dogs with no drive. So I, being me, I brought five of my dogs in and gave mm-hmm. them to them so they could see what a real dog was. From that point, there was two young guys that were involved in this. that They have become, they, from that day on, they were my brothers. Mm-hmm. They started training like we do. And I'm just saying, I'm adamant there's more than one way to train. Right, okay? But yeah. I'm just saying, this is how we did it. And uh, they're, they're at my house right now mm. for the Olympics. But they started their own kennel. We help them. They help us. They raise puppies to, to adults. We buy dogs from them. They buy dogs from us. And it's starting to expand. Mm-hmm. Every country there. But they get involved with some of the wrong people. You know, Colombia. Uh, I mean, yeah, Colombia. They got screwed a few years back by the Dutch, mm-hmm. and they started a shocker. program with dogs. And, hey, yeah, shocker, huh? Fuckers. Yeah. I was there, and I said, I said, what are you doing? This dog, they'd throw a ball, and it'd bounce off the, the nose, and they sent them 800, and they started a breeding program. And so they could breed these dogs uh. cheap, and they started selling them within the country to all the other countries. So that hurt it for a while. Mm-hmm. But eventually, they, they figured it out, and... It's a wide open, it's, it's cowboy country, mm-hmm. but they're wanting to do it. Their laws are so different. They're so liberal. Can you, they won't bite anybody. Yeah, yeah there's a lot the, of places in the world. like you know, the, the United States is very, and that's the thing Like we were just talking about in Europe, where they're like, oh, well, here, and in the U.K. they do it, too. They're like, well, in the U.K., I'm like, ah. We don't give a shit about that. We don't that. bite anybody We there. fucking shoot people and stab people That's here. Right. We don't fuck around. Like, there's, I some, mean, there's some evil like, people living in South yes. America. They yeah. need to bite some people. Yeah, they need to leave yeah, their they, dogs they, in their car and yeah, go they, in on a bar fight. No, fuck and that. And get their ass kicked. Nope. Yeah, no, thank pass. You. Yeah, pass. Nope. <laughs> no. And they're, uh-uh. buying, they're getting dogs from camp PV clubs that will bite you. Yes, but yeah. They, but they don't. They don't. They don't. It's too liberal. It's too liberal. They don't. They don't want to do it. You know the only people that get bit in Holland? The handlers. Football clubs. Oh, football clubs. Yeah. Oh, the football yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll bite them. They'll bite them. You know, that's one thing that we talk about, too, because when we had Bradshaw on, we talk about, like, how case law has gone in this country and how we're, you know, the United States is in a good position because we have 30 years of case law that basically determines that we're able to do what we do. And nobody wants to be the dude that sets the case law that fucks that up for the rest of us. <laughs> and, you know, and you know, Bradshaw is real good about saying it. And, you know, Eric and I have said it a lot, too, where, you know, it's kind of our responsibility to be teaching, you know, the correct way to handle, the correct way to teach a dog to bite, where they're supposed to bite, how to train handlers to write reports, how to train handlers to do everything involved from getting the dog out and hooking him up to taking the dude to the hospital. And, you know, Brad Smith's another perfect example of how, you know, like how they, how you keep your, your ass from getting in trouble. And, 
you know, and it is what it is because of the of where we live and what we do. But it's an extremely important thing. Nobody wants to fuck that up. But you're right. I mean, a lot of places in the world, are like, oh, the dogs can't bite. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? They get good ones, but they mm-hmm. don't bite them. Right? Yeah, no. And then here, I mean, and I'm like, yeah, the United States is violent. We have lots of guns. We have a very free nation, and with that, we have some issues that you know we have people that don't like police officers or don't like their neighbors or whatever it is, and. You know, our use of force is a lot different here. I mean, we will. Eric will tell you. Eric shot people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate. What I don't like, and I, I want to address this, and I want to tell every dog handler out there, I'll never testify against a dog handler. No, no, go to the dark side. But, Fuck all that. Yeah. But we got to stop these bites we're seeing on the on the video cameras. Mm-hmm. We got to stop this. If the guy's apprehended, he's apprehended. Don't bite him. Right. Then, yeah, and that one in the, the face, putting you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, the one in Utah. Oh, that's got to stop. Yeah. That's yeah, got to yeah, stop. Yeah, if you're out there thinking about doing that, don't. You know, apprehend the guy, bite him if he needs bitten, but then get the dog off mm-hmm. and, and put him in jail. But some of these bites I'm seeing on the videos, yeah, that's the phones have changed a lot. It changed you know, a lot and, of it. you know, it's kind of an unfortunate. And, you know, Meyer, Scott in particular, he said, you know, nothing has really changed. That, is a, that has been happening forever. It's been happening, yeah. And, and it's just now coming to light because we're able to see it. Yeah. And, you know, and it doesn't mean that things have changed for the worse. It just means they've always been that way and nobody's ever noticed or been right. able to see it. And that's sort of what I'm talking about, about how, like you said, banding together and the people that are good in the industry need to be like, you know, this is why we teach this type of grip. This is why we teach this type of target. This is why we teach this. This is why we do this. And it's all in an effort to, frankly, cover our ass and make sure that we don't fuck it up for everybody mm-hmm. else. So, and, you know, if you've been bitten, you know what that feels like. It fucking hurts. Yes. <laughs> and, and you see these guys walking dogs in on guys cuffed and stuff. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. They'll get you on that. Yeah. yeah. They'll get you once on they're time. once they're cuffed, you're done. You're like, done. If you have to, I mean, <laughs> I understand people get all wonky, but if you're cuffed and you still can't get control of somebody, you need yeah. to go get a radar gun. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, not a fucking dog. <laughs> no, we don't bite people in cuffs. So I veered, I veered off it here. I want to get a chance to plug the Olympics. Let's. When is it? Next week. Next week. Yeah. But not too late to get in. Oh if no! If you want no, to compete, no. you can. You can show up that morning. Show up that morning. Compete. Start. It's, we, we, sign-ups are Sunday. Competition goes Monday through Friday. We have seminars in the evenings. We've got the Israelis coming in to teach. Um, it's a, it, it's it, if it, you just come to train, mm-hmm. whether you win a trophy or not. I get guys all upset because they took tenth. Tenth out of 150 of the best dogs in the nation and overseas. Mm-hmm. That, that's the competition. That is, yeah. Um, so yes, it starts. starts we got some entertainment, buddy. Um, I, I think you can have a good time and still work hard. Mm-hmm. So every year, we work our asses off, and then at the end, I bring in Ario Speedwagon, Boston. I bring in the top bands, and I've got a really nice lake that we built right there. And we relax and, and camar- you know, the camaraderie and everybody gets mm-hmm. to get together. This year's my 60th birthday. Uh-oh. So I went a little crazy. <laughs> I've got seven bands over Friday and Saturday. Um, food vendors, clowns, um, uh, kid kid bouncy things. It's just, it'll be a big party. I heard a rumor that there's midget wrestling. Midget wrestling. And I was actually going <laughs> to yeah, wrestle until I got this. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who Ted. doesn't have midget wrestling? Right, Ted's ears perked up. Dude, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yes, we can get tiny Jack Russell Terriers yeah, and get them in yeah, little bite suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> lots of food. People are camping at the lake. 
So the end of it is just uh, my payback to, to the people that are loyal or, or the people that come. You know? Yeah. So if you, uh, you want to compete, you think your dog is good or you just want to see how good he is, come on up next week, Denver, Indiana. It, why you wouldn't go? you? Yeah. There's 32 events. How much, could you get that much training at home? No, that's a lot. Yeah, that's, and the, top, lot. The, the, the judges are the top people in the nation. All the, most of these people will be there. Um, I, I, I bring in people that, 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 that want to judge and want to help. help. Mm. There's nobody with a clipboard looking down their nose, <laughs> making fun of you. It, it's a great event. And, and, ladies, this is not for men. No. Just for yeah. men. No. I, I've been told there are some phenomenal female handlers that come there. That kick ass. And, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and are very competitive. And there's detection exercises and there's there's bite exercises so and you pick the ones you want to do and there's overall you can you can compete as a single person or as a three-man team um there's more trophies it's like the special olympics everybody's going to get a trophy and a hug yeah so yeah. you're giving out hugs or is it midgets giving out hugs? <laughs> yeah, we might have a midget <laughs> i like it i like it Dan, danny's the hug guy this year danny you're the hugger yeah. <laughs> You're hugging at the Olympics this year. We just assigned that. Yeah, you have to give everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, what me? No. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, um, so going forward, everything just usual, putting out dogs, holding. You're continuously holding handler classes, I would assume. Um, back to back now. Yeah, we have enough instructors that they're back to back. When this one ends, another one starts the next Monday. We have groups training the dogs, and we have groups teaching the handlers. And they rotate, so everybody. There's no specialists in our place. Everybody does right. every job, and uh, yeah, they go they go year round. If you're a law enforcement guy looking for dogs, um, and you and you want, it's a full service kennel, obviously. Yeah. How long is your school for the, for the handling? Depends on what you're getting. Um, dual purpose. Three, we'll say. Dual purpose is six to eight weeks, mm-hmm. depending. Uh, the special forces is eight. Uh, the cops is six. The dogs are all pre-trained. I want to I want right. to really push that. I'm not letting. A brand new guy, or I'm not forcing a brand new guy to try to train his own dog. We pre-train him to what we call a three-level. That means they get to come, and we'll demo six, eight dogs for them, and they get to see them do all their detection work, their bite work, um, and then so they know they know it's going to work. All they got to right. do is take it, and, and, and not and screw like, it up. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> but they take it. They yeah. they take it further. Yeah, yeah. You're getting them. You're getting them all over the country, all over the world, all over the world. Yeah, for we got people. We just did a class for Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Um, China, um, they come. I, I can name, but they come from all over the world. You have to bring in an interpreter for them. Sometimes, if, if it's like we have Spanish-speaking guys, mm-hmm. um, but if it's a country that speaks something that we don't have, we, we require them to send it. Oh, that's good. One with them. Yeah. Who, who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thunk? Yeah. You have Chinese coming here to Denver, Indiana. To tell you what, they're going to become a big customer. We went there to visit. And, uh, the Koreans send people to us. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's everybody knows now what a dog can do, and yeah. with the, with the nine eleven, everybody knows you need them. Yeah. And now yeah. gun dogs, we're doing tons of gun dogs for places like Vegas, different mm-hmm. hotels. We just did twenty four for out there. Wow. Um, and these gun dogs are amazing. They'll find a gun anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. Um, is that going to stop it? No. Is that going to deter it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You don't teach them to go pick up the gun and bring it back to the Isn't that some, some crazy stuff? <laughs> bring me a fucking Will bomb, People too. quit doing that. You know, it, what's, the, what's the rule of evidence? Don't touch don't it. Don't fucking touch but it. But you're teaching the dogs, yeah. and there's an organization doing it, to pick it up and bring it back to you, put it, and you get more points if you put it in your hand. Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> yeah, when I, I got into canine in 2005, 
and my first hand my first dog for articles was go out pick it up bring it back drop it go to a finish and she picked up two guns That's on the street. Sport bullshit. I'm like, can you imagine? Can you imagine getting shot by your own dog? Boom! Yeah, you're <laughs> like, holy shit! <laughs> what about evidence? Well, she's licking it, put yeah. her own DNA on it, yes. licking off the blood and everything else. You're like not that. supposed to touch it till you till you take the photos. Right. That's rule number one. Yeah. But our one of our biggest organizations teaches them to do it. Yeah. No thanks. No thanks. <laughs> no. Well, Ted, what do you got? Anything else? Not particularly. I think uh, this one's going to be fucking awesome when we upload it. So. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, I've been wanting to meet you forever. I can tell, and I've talked to a lot of people, that you're really into relationships and, yes. and working yes. with people and dealing yes. with people. So I'm, I'm sure if they, if folks come, uh, handlers and them come to train at your place, they'll get to, they'll meet you. You'll be, hell, you probably even train their dog, possibly. Finished them anyways. But I want to invite you two guys. Yeah. Um, I don't know everybody, and I don't mm-hmm. have time to go out and meet everybody. It's really neat to. I come to these to meet people, and, right. to, and I go to classes to steal. Yeah, you know? of course. Uh, but you guys are invited. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to send you a yeah. little invitation. But you're invited. If you want to be involved, just give me a holler. Well, I got to sit with Blosser. He can screw off. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. No offense. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Kenny. Hey, yeah. Really Thanks, appreciate Kenny. it. And let me tell you what. What these guys are doing is amazing. Um, positive. Reinforcement. We use it in dogs. We need to use it for everything. And I applaud you. I didn't know about all this. I'm not very technically inclined. Right. But what they're doing is awesome. So people, stay with them. Thank you. Appreciate thank it. You, thank thank you. you very much. Right. Awesome. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Proven canine training, proven results, providing scenario-based training for law enforcement based on years of law enforcement and military service. Creating dogs for scent detection, tracking, patrol, and obedience. National certifying official for all aspects of canine and canine-related work. Watch for seminars across the country, near your locations in Northeast New Mexico and Amarillo, Texas. Find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Proven Canine Training, the letter K, the number 9, or at www.provendogtraining.com or give JJ a call at 417 417- 844-5816. Working Dog Radio is edited and co-produced by Dustin Wright at Bracket Designs. Be sure to hit him up at bracketdesigns.com for any branding or content-related work you have. We were graciously granted permission to use this rad music by Brother Deeg. Go buy him a beer at brotherdeeg, spelled D-E-G-E, dot blogspot, dot com, spelled D-E-G-E, or hit him up on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, or any other music streaming stores. Check the show notes for links to both of these creative geniuses. Welcome to Working Dog Radio, broadcasting the bite.